spirits and witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And we are here with a very special Ask Estrega. Monica and I are still in Pennsylvania. We are still with Big Papa Estrega. So we are here with questions just for Big Papa Estrega. So I want to start out and say that miraculously, I'm drinking water. Ooh. Last time I did this on an episode is because I was pregnant. I promise I'm not, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I want to start out... First off, Vinny, thank you. Thank you for always coming on and sharing your knowledge. It's always delightful to talk to you and always so insightful. And it's always my pleasure to be here, especially in person with you two. Right. Because you're like my favorite comedy team. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we actually tried to be buddy this? Oh my just god, we're we not even trying. You'd probably bomb. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably would suck, right? Yeah. The other person I want to say thank you to is one of my besties, uh, and Beatrice's witch mother, Courtney. Yes. She was smart enough to write down questions that she had, and they're excellent questions. And as I just said before we started this recording, I had 8 million questions to ask you, but I didn't write them down. So thank you to Courtney for basically supplying the material for this episode. Okay. We're going to dive right on in. Um, what are any tips, tricks, knowledge in general when it comes to um, croning and like any kind of croning ritual? Now we've heard of them. I've seen them in some like books and stuff like that, but you never really hear about this. So I guess it's because you women don't want to admit you've become crones. I guess so, but you know what? Let's just talk about that for a second because it's it's a fucking rite of passage. First of all, if you have come to the age where you can call yourself a Chrome, like, cheers to you that you haven't died yet. Like, hey, man, like, we do so much stupid shit in our life, you've survived. But also, it should be, like, worn as a badge of honor because this also means you're wise. I totally agree. Matter of fact, we I just had this conversation today when we went to that art gallery. And this woman said, oh, I don't understand. This one of our customers comes in, and she's so, she announces she's a senior citizen. And... I don't know. I would never call myself a senior citizen. I said, well, you're younger than me, so you're not a senior citizen. She goes, I'm old. She goes, how old are you? I said, I'm 64. She goes, I'm older than you, and I'm not a senior citizen. <laughs> I said, I'm proud to be a senior citizen. For all the crap I've gone through in my life, I am proud that I made it to 64. Mm -hmm. Don't know if I'm going to go much past 64. I've been to war. I've been a cop. I've been, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. I uh, had 22, 23 heart attacks, two open heart surgeries. I beat colon cancer. I'm a little more bald than I used to be. Hey, I earned this. I'm proud. But I notice women are so afraid to admit they're getting older. And I'll tell you what, don't be. I think it's a beautiful thing. And maybe going back to the old-time rituals where we celebrate the physical stages of life. Birth, going to school, becoming a woman, becoming a young man. It sets definite timelines and recognition of our advancement in age. Marriage. First time you give birth. But the women are afraid to become admit they're crones. Let's go, well, guys. Those guys are proud. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sage. I'm old. I don't care. Be nice to me. 
It really takes a lot. My mother just finally admitted she's old. She's 87. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those old rites of passage, the physical rites of passage, are very important to celebrate those levels in life, those mile markers, or some cases, 20-mile markers. We should be proud of it. And so I don't understand why women... Now, is there ever, is there any ritualistic tips that you might have? Because I know that there's croning rituals, much like there's Wiccanians, there's cronings. Right, of course. Uh, have you, is there any tips that you have for someone? That I have no idea from? because I'm a man and I'm not allowed to go there. Okay, so that's your first tip is don't allow a man to go. I don't know why, but they said men don't come to this. Fuck those guys. And <laughs> those what? guys, I don't mean the ones that make the rules. I mean, fuck those guys. Fuck those men. No offense, Vinny. I love you. Uh, you know what? I'm a man here. And to be, <laughs> but to be honest... I don't want to be there. <laughs> there. And there's things that when we do things with men, that should be only for men. Mm -hmm. I get very offended when people think there is equality among the sexes. No, there's a difference between the sexes. No matter how hard I try, I will never get pregnant. <laughs> I, I hit my menses. Um, and... I, that's the greatest gift that God, the gods ever gave a woman. She could bring forth life. I don't want, I, 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 I'm jealous. I wish I could. Maybe not. I've seen what you just go through for those nine months. But there's a difference between men and women. Doesn't mean one's better than the other. But they're both important. And there should be rituals that are just for the women. Should be rituals just for the men. And then there should be rituals that are for the whole the whole coven, the whole, the whole coven, the whole, the whole family, whatever, to enjoy together, like a marriage, a no, wickedness. I'm just, just going to interject right here, and I just want to say that this is coming from a very uh, historic yes. tradition. Now, we know that things have changed, and we know that there isn't just men and women and stuff like that now. And I'm just going to be the first one to say, whatever you identify as, if you can get to the point where you can celebrate being a sage or a crone, or anything in between. I don't think we have a word for anything yet that's neutral between us two. I'm sure we'll have one at some point. But good for you guys. And we're not saying that you have I'm not to saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Other. We're just saying like from a historical standpoint, that's what we're here asking and me about. And I think one have. of the biggest problems in our society today, people don't have a path to follow. They don't know what's, what's expected of them anymore. And I just see so much confusion out there. And again, I'm kind of old school, but there's a celebration to be who you are. So embrace it, basically. Yeah. Embrace it. Well, Monica's I'm a was a grandmother before I became a grandfather. So yes. She'll always be older than me. <laughs> now, Monica, that actually is part of this. So even in the question, it says this was a question for Vinny and Monica. So yeah. you said you're a crone. Was there any kind of like rite of passage, any kind of ritual, anything you did to magically observe that for yourself? I didn't. I really didn't. Have you ever been to one? Because I know. It's no, okay. I have never been to one either. I've never. I've never had the opportunity. I know there was a few that w they offered a free man, but I just never made it to them for some reason. Okay. So I never experienced it, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. All right. So our next question is funny. We go from one end of the spectrum to, to the, the other. other. So we were talking about cronies. Now, do you have any um, tips, tricks, knowledge for um, 
wiccanings any fun facts about wiccanings and any tips for the people that are becoming the godparents have fun it's the most joyous time other than the actual birth it's the most joyous time for new parents uh, monica is the gumara the godmother of my uh, daughter and we had a beautiful ceremony and we included other members of the community. Everybody presented her with a magical gift. Everybody, uh, she got a beautiful new dress and uh, a floral garland. And it was fun. And what you're doing is you're imparting gifts of the elements and gifts of the gods to that child. And, and the, the physical gifts are a token or a talisman of that energy power. that you want, yes. So even like a simple a feather that was turned into, you know, a simple feather that was beaded or something makes a great representation for air. A special candle is a great representation for fire. Uh, a seashell, perfect for water. You know, so be innovative, be creative, have fun. And I think that's the, and have good food, because nobody's <laughs> a straight if you don't have good food. That's true. Now, for those of um, our listeners that might be like, what the fuck is a Wiccaning? Can you tell us what that is? Well, Wiccaning is more of the Wiccan tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, we call it presentation, you know, presentation to the gods. Okay. Um, but Wiccaning is basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's the presentation of the baby or a toddler, whatever to the elements, to the god and goddess. And that's, again, be joyous, have fun. We had a friend, his name was Anthony. And I'm not going to say his last name. And Anthony was kind of a wise guy, funny as hell, and very flamboyantly gay. And he went, he always tells a story of, he went to church on Christmas Eve, and he said, I looked at all the parishioners and this is supposed to be a joyous time of celebrating the birth of Christ, and they're all just sitting there like, Ugh. I looked at the priest, and his hands were up, spread, but on his face it just looked like, Ugh. and there I looked up, and I saw the crucifix, and there's Jesus on the crucifix, all his head down, crying, and I said, smile, darling, it's your birthday, <laughs> which I was probably thrown out of, and that always stuck with me, even though it was a Catholic thing. These are celebrations. We call it a celebration because you're supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be memorable. And when you do a wickening, make it memorable for the mother and father. Make it memorable. The child might not remember. But you keep those gifts and then tell the child about it later on. Same thing when you take a child... Make a little ritual for a child when they go to school. That That's a, a rite of passage that's so yes. important for a child. I'm leaving mommy and daddy and I'm going to school. I'm going to be dealing with another man or woman teacher. I'm going to be dealing with all these new people. I think there's two reactions for every child. Excited as hell or scared to death. To make that transition, make it a wonderful experience for that child. 
That's a beautiful sentiment. I know that a lot of our listeners have kids that are of school age or about to be, so that's a really wonderful thing to think about. Thank you. All right, we have two more questions for you. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, give me a minute. I'll come up with like 10,000 more for you. <laughs> All right, do you have any stories, interesting tidbits, etc., about Dark Moon working or working with Dark Moon deities? Well, that's kind of scary because you're... I was originally dedicated to Pluto and Hecate. So, yeah, I have a lot of dark sides. Okay, I have a question for you. As someone that is um, a daughter of Pluto, it's challenging. And everybody has all of these different things that they want to tell you. Uh, People say, that oh, he's like the fun uncle, or oh, he's so misunderstood. No, I will say he is a misunderstood deity. That doesn't take away from how fucking intense he is. I used to tell people, when Monocle bear me out, we do not do magic with Pluto. Because you will get exactly what you want, often in the way you don't want it. I had a friend who didn't listen to me, and he wanted money. So he did a spell, and pretty much just to challenge me, he did it with Pluto. He asked for a million dollars, and he got it. He had an accident, broke his back, spent two years in traction, won $500,000 for pain and suffering, got out, about a month later he had another accident and broke his back, rebroke his back, got another half a million. So Pluto, you say I want a new house, Pluto burns your old house down. Pluto, you say I need a new car, Pluto blows up your old car. That just hit a really sore point there. I didn't even do the spell to get a new car, and my car blew up today. <laughs> um, the other thing, and same thing with Hecate, dark magic is not evil. Right. We deal with dark, the dark side of life, which is death. Death is normal. I'm not telling you to go do a spell to kill someone, but technically, death we have to celebrate death and the passing on. That's dark. We have to deal with our own negativities. That's dark. The dark moon removes the bad from us. And that's what we have to be careful of. We cannot be so pig-headed and so self-assured that we're all perfect entities. Because if you were perfect, you would not be here. Mm-hmm. Dark the human experience. And, you there's, you and if you even it. look at Asian or philosophy, there's yin and yang, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. the light, the dark, the day, the night, the male, the female. And we have to understand we need to embrace the dark side to, and I don't mean hurting others, but to cleanse, to purify, to understand our faults, our problems, so we can fix them. Remember, you went to the underworld to be cleansed, purged, and reborn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. All right. In regards to our patrons, do they choose us? Um, do we somehow choose them? And if it's us, how does this come about? Was it from a past life for those of you that believe in that? Is it a spiritual choice that we make, that, that our spirit makes, that was approved by this god and goddess? How do we come to, come to I this? I think, and the way I was taught, that you have a path 
that was predetermined before you were born. And that predetermination was between you, your spirit, and the other gods. And in Santeria, they'll say it was Aroma. In Stregoria, they say it's uh, uh, Pluto. That you need to learn certain things. What do you need to learn in this next life? And then you say, well, I need to be more creative and into more aesthetics. Okay, we're going to send you to Venus. Oh, I need to deal with my negative feelings. Okay, we're going to send you to Hecate. And those gods, those spirits, they, it's almost like a little conference. Let's get together and decide what you need to learn in this life. And then you're born and you forget everything you made that deal with. And that's part of the learning experience. When I say you're on a predestined path, you still have free will to follow that path. If you're supposed to go down the uh, US-1 to get to where you're going, you can make a lot of side trips, but eventually you have to get back on US-1. You need to know where you have to follow your path have free will whether to follow it or not, but you follow your path. Divination helps us get back on the path that we're supposed to be on, not the path we want to be on. I like that. And I think that's a really important thing because if any of you guys have ever had like a really good reading, you'll know that sometimes we're told no and the things that we come that we want to hear, the situations that we really want to work out for us, they're not going to. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much how much magic you throw at it, how many different fucking ways you phrase your question, the answer is no, and it's really disappointing. But that's the path that we want, not the path that we're supposed to be on. I had a woman who kept wanting to do spells for money. And I and I said, did you do it? You know, before you do any spell, you really should do some form of divination, divination. Yeah. to make sure you're doing it. Because what you think you want or what you think you need is just a want. What you want is what, you know, you got to know what your need is. So anyway, this girl kept doing, coming in for money spells. She goes, none of your money spells are working. I said, won't you ever do a divination? No. She goes, can you do a reading? I said, yeah. So I did a quick reading on her, and I said, you're doing all this money spells, but you need a spell for a car. You don't have a car. She goes, well, that's why I'm doing the money spells, to buy a car. I said, stop doing spells to buy a car or take for money for a car. Do a spell to get a new car. She looked at me like I was nuts, like, how can you get a car without buying one? So I set her up with a spell to get a car. About three months later, she walked in. And she goes, come on, I want to show you my new car. I said, what'd you get? She it was nice. It was a... This was now, this was around 89, 90. And she got a, a new Camaro. Well, it was new to her, but it was like a, maybe a Camaro. I think it was like a 78 or an 80 Camaro. Pristine condition. Like it only had like 50,000 miles on it. Like, oh my God, it's a great car. She was just the funniest thing. After I did that spell that you gave me, a couple days later, I got a letter from a lawyer saying, They've been trying to get in contact with me to settle my aunt's estate. I called him and he said, 
I have $100 here for you to come down to North Carolina to pick up uh, a car that your aunt left to you. It's $100 to pay for you to get here and enough gas to get back. That's awesome. So she got the car because she did dispel for a car. Not for, oh, by the way, the aunt died two years later, so it wasn't that the spell killed the aunt. <laughs> um, and the same thing, like some people come in, they want to do a spell for uh, like a Lamborghini. You don't need a Lamborghini. You need a car. Mm -hmm. So you want to do a spell for a Lamborghini, you're never going to get it. You do realistic. a spell for a car, you'll get a Camaro. Yeah, you need, well, that's it. It's need versus want. We talk about that a lot. All the need time. Need versus want. All the time. Well, just to wrap this up, since we have you, is there anything, you know, we have listeners that are witch adjacent, as I'll call them, where they're, they're witch curious. Okay. You know, uh, we have baby witches. We have people that are very experienced. We have everything in between. Is there any piece of advice, anything that you'd like to tell anyone, anything that you just want to throw out there? There's many paths to spirituality. Every one of them are just as valid as the others. If maybe for you it's to be a Baptist, maybe for someone else it's to be Hindu, for someone else it's to be Stregi, but there's many paths to a higher power, to your godhood. It is good to learn and read as much as you can about many different traditions because you will be surprised how much they interlace with each other and how much you can learn from each other. And eventually you will find the right path for yourself. I firmly believe that. Uh, the other thing I would say is be very, very cautious on who you hook up with. Because there are people who run around telling you they're high priests or high priestesses and they know everything. They probably aren't. Because every self-assured high priest or high priestess I ever met, Baba Lau, Ialocha, uh, they always say, I have so much more to learn. This is so true. And yeah. another thing, and I don't want to be, try to start trouble. I highly doubt there's anybody that's 18 years old that's an initiated high priest. This go. is very true. Uh, hello, what about me? <laughs> Bitch, you're not 18 you haven't been 18 in. <laughs> but, and what I, the reason why I say that is because part of being a good high priest, a good high priestess, is wisdom and experience. The things I thought about when I was 18, I look back now, I'm like, damn, was I dumb. <laughs> right? You learn as you get yeah, older. Yeah. And a lot of it is through trials and errors. Mm -hmm. Making mistakes is the greatest teacher. So having a mentor, someone that's experienced, really helps you grow and develop. My godfather in Santeria, at the time I was 43 when I got initiated as a Babalao, he was 75. And he taught me so much about wisdom, keeping a, a good mind, and I learned a lot from him. Monica met him. And he was a character. I mean, he was a character. But he was smart and he was, more importantly, he was wise. The people I had teach me coming up through Gardnerian and, the eclect and some of the eclectic systems were much older 
And again, I gained wisdom. No 18-year-old has that much wisdom. The other thing is one day, I'm not going to tell you who the high priest was, but he's well-known. He's a... Uh, he, he, he was an author. He had a very big uh, tradition that he was head of. And he was having problems. And I said, well, let me do a real quick reading on it. And he's like, you know, you're like the only person I would let read me. I did the reading, and I got down to basics. I said, my God, you forgot all the basics. When was the last time you did a cleansing on yourself? Oh, uh, when was the last time you, you haven't been taking care of your physical health? Oh, uh, he said, you're losing your foundation. You're trying to build the roof, but your basement's collapsing. Oh, you're right. And he, you know, these are the things like sometimes we're so involved taking care of everybody else, we forgot to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the two things that I want to add to that, because I feel like it's stuff that comes up a lot, is you have to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup, and this goes. To you know the concept that's really popular right now, or at least it was like last year, is self care. And is yeah, what self care? Okay. And that goes down. You know, a lot of people we think self care. The first thing you think of is a bubble bath, but it comes down to taking care of your body, taking care of your mental health. You know, keeping good thoughts, good words. Is these things that are very important. And the other thing that I want to say, because you kind of address the idea of like you know eighteen year olds being high priests and this and that. Slow down is what I want to say. I feel like I know so many people that are in such a rush to join a coven, to get initiated, to get dedicated, to do all of these things. And they're important things and they're special things, you know, and it's definitely exciting. But slow down, because it's gonna happen when it's right for you. Exactly. And you know what, here's a prime example. If you're on a plane, they always tell you, when that air mask comes down, you put it on yourself first so you can then help other people. Then you put it on your baby. Yes. Right. So exactly. that's, the, that's the example I use all the time. Yeah, right. exactly. If The other thing, too, is when you're 17, 18, I, this, our society has become so single-minded about advancement, getting to the top. But you can't get to the top unless you start on the bottom. you got to go up one step at a time, one rung of the ladder at a time. Everybody wants to be a brain surgeon. Well, you got to graduate high school first. Everybody wanted to in the military. Everybody wants to be the general. Well, you got to start off on the bottom. There are so many lessons to learn. Witchcraft, magic, whatever you want, you're studying. There's so many. You have to start on the bottom. You have to start. And if you don't learn the very basics, the very... And when I, I mean, one plus one is two. That's right. I agree. You can't come in with these big, elaborate, creative rituals if you don't understand the very base fundamentals. We had, uh, Monica and I had a friend who was very into the Nordic tradition. And he wrote a spell to heal the earth, an ecology type thing. And it must have been three inches thick. It had almost a hundred pages typed. And what kind of like, what is this? This is the ritual I wrote to heal the earth. Said you would have done better to just to not waste this much paper and go out and get signatures to recycle in your town. Mm-hmm. And he said, huh? I said, this ritual would take you three days to do. 
And the mortar's in there. The mortar's going to be, you're going to make a mistake. Second guess yourself. You really want to heal the earth? Go set up a table and dedicate that time to the gods to help heal the earth and get petitions to have recycling in your town. This was years ago before there was recycling. And he's like, oh, Sometimes the simple is better. Keep it simple, stupid. And it's nice to be creative. It's nice to have fun. And imagine these wonderful, wild things. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of creativity. But keep it simple. I don't need to make, take two years to make a Mandela to give it as an offering to a baby at their wickening when I could have used just a feather. It's not the feather I was doing the magic, it was the intent. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple, stupid. I agree. And on that, we're going to end this episode and keep it simple. We, I feel like we all just got really an accumulation of years of knowledge and 29 minutes. That's Excuse me, awesome. Minnie, can you clarify? Athami, Athame. Athami. Thank you very much. My case, I close. Oh, and I on forgot. that note, Merry Meet. What about the shout outs? Yeah, sit your Now ass I have to sit out. my ass down. Because <laughs> I rest my case now. You rest your case now, but you know what? I feel like this is, a, this is biased. This no, is I, bi I, no, no, I, this is biased. I, no. I, no. I, Give a fuck. Ask the bank. Ask Ask I'll be the underdog here. I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. Okay. Now on that note, we're in the hot seat. Who's your shout out? Go. Fucking Fast. shout out. Go, oh, go, my go, go, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm shouting out to Brittany because she's taking care of my babies. There you go. I like it. I'm shouting out to Jason and Aaron. You gotta meet them on this trip. Yes. It was amazing. We had so much fun. You guys fucking rock. Vinny, do you have any shout outs for anyone? Yeah. To Monica and Shauna. I missed you so much. It's been so long. And I was just telling someone today, I said, they said, oh, you having fun with Monica and Sean? I said, oh, I'm having the greatest time. It's like being with a comedy duo. And then I said, the best thing that happened, I got to meet Ricky. And Shauna, you lucked out. He's a great guy. Yes, yes. he did. He He's a great husband. Good. He's a great father. I like him. You have my permission to stay with him. Thank you. Like, you really needed it, but... I Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, pretty instantaneous. I did good. I did good, and he just—I think got done making his dinner. Let's so eat. Let's go. go. Eat. All right, guys, merry meet. Merry part and, and merry, merry meet, meet again. again.